uh, one could talk to some of the, talk about some of the greatest philosophers in the Western tradition. I'm thinking, for example, of the, of the great philosopher Immanuel Kant, who had at least three separate arguments that he made. He was convinced that that there does exist free will. So if we're free, there must be some part of us that pre-existed our material form. Uh, a second argument was the fact that he said experience is only meaningful to us because we assimilate it to pre-existent categories of thought. His third argument was more an argument from intuition. That moment of sexual congress must actually simply be housing a spirit which God had already created or had existed eternally. One could go to more contemporary sources and find uh, one of the greatest poems, uh, but little known by Robert Frost, called Trial by Existence, in which he imagines that moment in, in a pre-earthly realm when we all had to make the decision as to whether or not to brave the dangers and vicissitudes of this mortal incarnation. And it's really a kind of heroic hymn of praise uh, to the courage of those who made the decision to descend into this mortal sphere. Eastern traditions very frequently believe in a perpetual cycle of, of reincarnation, reembodiment, or transmigration of souls. Plato sometimes alluded to his belief in a, a cycle of reincarnations. But at other times, Plato's conception was much more linear, and it's the linear conception that really prevailed in Western thinking, that we had one pre-mortal stage of existence. We are now incarnate, and we will move on to a third stage of post-mortal existence, but there will be no return to, to a mortal state more than just the one time that, that uh, we know here and now. The concept of a pre-mortal existence for human beings is surprisingly common in the ancient world. In many ancient texts, there are passages that allude to pre-mortal existence or the possibility of it in the Bible, beyond the Bible, where a mother in particular, a prospective mother, is given to understand by angelic announcement or by a dream or something like that, that she's going to have a child. Characteristics are known before the child is born. And then, of course, Jeremiah is told before he uh, was formed in the belly, God knew him. There has to be an object of knowledge. I mean, God knows him. It's not God knew about him or God intended to make him a certain way. God knew him before he was formed. There's a wonderful Christian text uh, called the Hymn of the Pearl. It tells the story of the emperor of India and he sends a son to go into Egypt, which represents the world. And there's a pearl there that he's lost, that he wants retrieved, but he warns him, when you get there, Egypt is going to be so seductive, so distracting, and he forgets who he is, he forgets what he's there for. And so finally, his father, the emperor of India, sends his eldest son, the trusted prince, to Egypt to retrieve his younger son and bring him back, remind him who he is and bring him back out of Egypt to India. And that clearly presupposes the idea of a pre-mortal existence.